Hi, Greg Perry, the Historic Preservationist, continuing with episode 303. We're talking again about wood, timber. Let's talk about nerves and buttwood. Timbers cut from trees in which branches grow thick from the stem, with pronounced extremities or nerves forming at the emerging points or elsewhere on the trunk are sometimes deeply penetrated by strongly marked and greatly variated figures, often accompanied by small curls or other masculations and occasionally by burl eyes in the peripheral sections. So I think the common, uh, the common person calls this a ward on the side of the tree. Uh, bowl makers like it because of the beauty that it, enca- it encompasses, but, uh, you know, when you cut this off, you're cutting a section of the the trunk that could be cut up for plain timber. So that's why these um, nerves or or uh, warts, as some call them, go for extreme amounts of dollars. So anyway, this type of figuring is discussed for some length in the consideration of maple timbers. And, you know, we're going to bring that up in just a bit. But for lack of a more definite classification, wood displaying such figures has been designated as buttwood and even as burlwood. It would perhaps be more appropriate to apply the term knurlwood or knurled wood of such cuttings since the grain is knurled or gnarled, twisted or contoured, while both nur and gnarl refer to a large knot on a trunk protuberance with twisted graining. Stump wood, so you almost have a similar type of beautiful grain of the wart, burl wood, neural wood, or whatever, whoever wants to direct the, uh, the definition toward and the pronunciation. But stump wood, the actual wood of the stump, all these, the roots that we fall over around the base of trees, um, phenomenal. But the problem is you got to dig it out. You got to have has to be hand dug, dug with a machine, has to be cleaned for the, the cutting tools will not be damaged. So, so stump wood is formed by the lower portion of a tree trunk when the development of large roots produces effects similar to those re- resulting from the formation mentioned in uh, just a few minutes ago about the neural wood or the butt wood. Walnut stumps, in particular, particular, are highly valued for this intricately figured wood, which is contained in both the exposed and underground portions. A stump may also be referred to as a butt, the term often used in reference to the lower portion of that tree when it's bent over, and thicker portion of a standing timber that is not commercially valuable beneath the stump level, or the point at which the greatest diameter of the usable trunk wood is reckoned. Although buttwood is synonymous with stump wood, the former term is sometimes used when a veneer cannot be determined, as coming from an upper portion of a timber or from the vicinity of its roots. So, in a piece of furniture, we may not know the difference between the... um, you know, the butt or the stump. So it may be very difficult at that point. 
So, you know, kind of when the piece of furniture is made and it has finish and stain or whatever the case may be, we can't tell the difference between the butt and the stump. But nevertheless, they have great figures. So both types of veneers display really some flashy figures that are reminiscent of the effects produced by ripples of light on satin's disposed in crinkle arrangements. When such figures are penetrated by arcs that indicate crotch-like formations, it may be difficult to discern whether these have been caused by the development of branches or log roots, large roots. So let's talk about burls, wood burls. A burl is a, an overgrowth found growing on the trunks of various trees. The term burr is more of an English term, is commonly employed just in the UK, while knot is also proper for this type of rounded protuberance or others caused by fungal, fungal diseases. So the, some of these are huge. They can be two, three, four foot in diameter, and they're caused by a fungus. Abnormal growths of this nature often assume warty, flattened, hemispherical forms appearing at various heights from the ground or close to the roots, and sometimes extending to a greater diameter than that of the trunk itself. These extremities contain myriads of tiny knot-like markings or eyes, which are usually considered to be undeveloped buds of branches, and it is also believed that they are caused by insects or bacterium. Generally, a pronounced curly grain appears in veneers cut from these burls, often forming loops around the knotty eyes. Burl veneers of walnut, yew, elm, ash, birch, poplar, amboina, and toya are those most frequently seen in the antique furniture. And toya is my most favorite. It's, it's a root of the toya tree from Africa. Only rootstock is where the beautiful figure is. Other extrinsic figures, bird's eye figure, is apparently caused by a fungus that attacks a limited portion of North American and European maple trees, causing brownish specks to appear in the wood, which extend through a considerable, considerable number of growth rings. The surrounding structural elements are directed in encircling paths, but they are not affected by the same pronounced degree as in burlwoods. These markings may appear throughout an entire tree trunk, at the core or perimeter, or they may alternate with zones of untouched wood. Bird's eye maple is tangentially sawed to bring out this type of figuring, with the blade thus passing directly through these immersive specks, which are displayed in irregular circular or oval outlines, or as tiny crater-like markings with shadowed interiors. Plum pudding figure also appears in a relatively small number of West Indian mahogany timbers as a result of some external agency through which the wood has marked by chemical deposits. These spottings are larger or more decidedly lenticular in form than those associated with the bird's eye maple. As they are darker than the wood itself, <laughs> or even blackish in tone, and usually set off by high lights in the surrounding tissues. 
The lenticular effects are quite pronounced. Fairly uniform markings of this nature have been more imaginatively described as peacock feather or peacock spotted figure, an allusion to the oscillate spots in the male peacock's upper tail coverts. Luster. Luster or gloss refers to the capacity of surface woods to reflect light, a quality which is largely imparted by fibers, rays, and various infiltrations. Woods that are dense and hard often possess high lusters and therefore take relatively high polishes. The opposite of high luster is designated as dull luster, which other qualifications are frosted, dappled, oily, greasy, etc. Luster may serve the timber man as a sign of soundness, for incipient decay causes the wood in a tree to become dull and lifeless. Let's talk about timber weight. A timber's density is measured by the reference to the presence of elements with thick cell walls, which as appear in the late wood or growth rings. Wood floats only because of the buoyancy supplied by air imprisoned in or between these elements, and therefore the greater the amount of wood substance present, the greater will be the density of the particular timber, and the greater also will be its weight. Moisture content is, of course, another principal factor of weight, and certain timbers which are not particularly dense will not float until their moisture contents are reduced by girdling or by allowing them to dry out after felling. Other factors of density and weight are the amounts of mineral or non-mineral matter taken up by growth <laughs> by a growing tree. Timbers are subject to variations in weight according to structural differences arising from growth conditions, soil, age, etc. Conditions which may be, be <laughs> which may affect variations within a species or a particular tree as well as between a related species. The specific gravity of a wood is figured in its weight per cubic foot in relation to its similar measure of water. So for example, 62 and a half pounds, thus a wood with a specific gravity of 0.56 weighs 35 pounds per cubic foot. Timber weighing less than this pound figure is considered light. That which weighs over 50 pounds per cubic foot is considered a heavy timber. Weights are generally given in pounds per cubic foot, a procedure which follows, and, uh, and this has been around for hundreds of years, how this has been determined. So, so uh, we're going to sign out now. So we've talked about burls, um, bird's eye figures, plum pudding figures, luster, um, and a timber's density and specific gravity. So, uh, Greg Perry, the Historic Preservationist, signing out. Hope you uh, all enjoyed it.